Welcome back to the King Belly Podcast. Today's guest on the podcast is David Chiching Till. If you've ever been to Diamond Basketball game, you've definitely seen him running along the sideline, keeping you informed and keeping you entertained while the game is going on. He's well known for being a basketball announcer here in the New York City area. And um, on today's episode, we spoke about his journey to Dykeman and his love for the game and how he's contributed to the game and how overall, how, how he's ultimately contributed to keeping basketball culture alive here in New York City. I definitely do respect and appreciate the work that he's putting in in his community, being a mentor to all those young high school ball players out there in Dykeman. And um, even even in the offseason, even right now, still supporting the high school basketball scene, still has a lot of friends playing high school basketball that he's constantly motivating and mentoring. So I definitely do respect and appreciate the work that he's doing. I had to have him on the show. I really enjoyed the conversation that we had. He's definitely a humble dude, and I genuinely believe that his time is coming soon. His very big opportunity is coming soon. It's only a matter of time. If this is your first time listening to the King Belly Podcast, be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening to the King Belly Podcast. New episodes every single Monday, new episodes every Monday. Spread the word. Tell a friend. Tell a neighbor. I hope you guys enjoy the show. It's the King Belly Podcast. Yo, you know the vibes. Okay, Dave, want to check in, Mr. Operate, Mr. Gimme Three. You know you listen to King Bentley Podcast, man. Make sure you follow the movement and get right to it like a dancer. Ching. Live on the King Bentley Podcast. We got my man, David Ching Till. Welcome to the show, brody. Much appreciate, much love, much appreciate. Yes, 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 yes. yes. I appreciate you coming out, my bad. You know that. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. I want to start off, I want to start off as early as possible, as early as we can, as far back as you want to go. Paint a picture for me. Where did you grow up? How was it like? What was the sights? What was the sounds like? Well, I mean, growing up, I grew up in the in Bronx. Then um, my childhood in the Bronx, and then um, I was on 180th and Hughes Avenue. Mm-hmm. And then um, I moved by like 13, 14 to Harlem. So I probably got my staple around that time. Right, so 13, you started 14. in the Bronx. So part of the Bronx is that. I'm not really familiar with the Bronx. Oh, like Katona, that area, mm-hmm. Tremont area. So, you know, I grew up, I, I was born there, spent most of my childhood. Then I moved to Harlem like at 13, 14. Right, you moved to Harlem at 13, 14. You remember the Bronx at all? Any, any I mean, yeah, I remember the Bronx. You know, that's how. What was it like around um, like your early, your early years? There was a lot of drugs, man. It was just, you know, it was a little different mm-hmm. growing up. You know, I had to come out kind of fend for yourself, you know, wasn't fortunate as all other kids. So, you know, we just had to figure it out, come, you know, play in the junkyard, climb gates, you know, the regular normal yeah, stuff like yeah, your kids do. So, you know, I, basically like, you know, just like every other hood, you know, just a little different though. It was like home, so, you know what I mean? You had a lot of friends growing up in the hood? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was loved everywhere. What type, of, what type of shit what was the day-to-day like? Let's say, let's say you were in sixth grade, you're around 11 years old, you come home from school, what you doing? Uh, most of the time we playing football at that time that's all we did was play football mm-hmm. I mean we come out drop our books play football just fuck school we ain't yeah. about to do homework nah, I mean we do that later yeah, we that definitely was my, get, was I wasn't nah, really doing homework yeah I mean we shit, our parents was, wasn't with that smoke but I mean we no we still had time to be kids right. you know, we was more, more kids playing in the backyard stuff like that mm-hmm. And then when I moved to Harlem, that's when I had to figure it, figure it, figure life out. What what was that transition like when you moved from Bronx to Harlem? Was it was it a big culture shock or was it like did you have to like meet a whole bunch of new friends or did your friends move with you as well too type shit? What was that? No, like? no, nah, nah, I had to I had to add to meet new friends, but you know I always kept my um my Bronx friends with me, mm-hmm. the close ones. I had to keep them still with me, you know, for the um for the transition and the growth. But when I got to Harlem, it wasn't hard to meet meet people, get 
get acquainted and get going. Just, I mean, it wasn't really bad. I, I go front shit a little different now. Like, niggas just in like middle school and stuff like that. They got Snapchat, they got Instagram, they can easily go online and meet people. Yeah, yeah, that's different. Back right. then, we ain't had, I don't think we so had how phones. You, how you, like, <laughs> exactly, you moved from the Bronx to Harlem. How are you even able to keep in contact with your Bronx friends consistently? I mean, we got the landline phone. We always had the landline phone. My mother, you was know, you seeing? Was you seeing them much around this time? Being that you moved up? Nah, nah, nah. I wasn't. That. We all just saw that everybody started doing their own they thing. So that. I mean, got a little. I mean, you lost contact like that. But I mean, the phone calls still came through once in a while. But you know, it wasn't a big deal because I see everybody. They all doing their thing. So I was right. trying to do mine. That's right. All. So when you moved to Harlem, you were around thirteen years old. Which high school were you going to? Uh, I was in middle school. I went to Stick. That was like on 164th in um, uh, like Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. So no, it was it was different. You know, more Spanish people up there. You know, mixed mixed crowd up there. It was different. They they had it like middle school. They had it more like the high schools transferred class to class. So you know, it was more. It was more. It was really good for me. It wasn't really. They bad. accepted you right away. Being that they was all Spanish, you was the only black kid. They accepted you right. Away. Yeah, yeah. It was, it, was, it was more black people, but you know. Mm-hmm. They accept me because I just I fit in with any crowd, so it really wasn't no big deal for me. Right. To get right. get acquainted and get going. You brought up Harlem and it's, it's crazy because I was thinking about it last thing. I'm like, yo, you think of niggas like Dane, you think of niggas like ASAP Rocky, like Cameron. Like, Harlem niggas got this certain like bravado about them. Yeah, that's Where what I'm saying. Where I get that from? Where does that shit come from? I, I, a little swagger, you know. I, I have I have friends like my friend, like Joel. One of my friends is Joel Santana, so mm-hmm. he grew up like around the corner right. for me. So, we, you got no? any crazy Joel stories from y'all growing up? Nah, we just we should just Red tell them all the nah nah. We should just tell them, yo, bring bring the bring the girls to the because he used to have like a store on the corner. Mm-hmm. So he used to tell them, yo, just make sure when you do your little your signature joints, how to joint <laughs> pack with girls, how the cars out here for for us at that age was like good. I mean, it wasn't more we sh- shacking off them for some dollars and right. nothing. I mean, it wasn't about that, but it was just more bring like, bring them girls around and let us. I mean, feast, let us do our own thing with that. But right, let's flour- let's flourish out. Oh, yeah, man. yeah, but but describe one of the cars. Shows that they used to have in Harlem. I know car shows was crazy back then. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Was, I mean, neighborhood like when they had big block parties and and we used to have big book big cookouts. They used to um throw a lot of big cookouts. Mm-hmm. Jewels and um they used to throw big cookouts and it was like <laughs> fifteen cars out there, all all our foreign stuff that we see on TV now. So they used to all bring it because they was like the hot rappers, like the it rappers then. Right at the time, yeah, they was they was lit. So. That was like the best feeling for us just to see that come around and just like happy to know him. For me, it was just more happy to know him and I'm just happy to be like a friend for him. So that's all. So so describe high school a little bit. When, how was that transition from middle school to high school? Now? Oh no, high school. High school was a little. It picked up a little bit. Picked up I, I started playing. I started playing ball. Played on a ball team. I went to humanities. It wasn't. It wasn't like the big high schools like Rice was popping in, mm-hmm. and all those Catholic schools. But I mean, it was just something. Like I felt comfortable. Like I felt like the man. Like I'm that guy in here. So like we was playing ball. You know, and and just playing ball alone. Transition to like. The girls and all that other stuff. So, I mean, like the ball, the ballpark kind of helped my transition. So, so ball when you really you started you started really picking up and 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 playing ball when you got to high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before yeah. that, was you was a football. Nigga. Yeah, yeah, football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just I mean, a little hoop every now and then. Right. But when I got to high school, I was like, yo, I'm gonna just ball out. I mean, I played three years. The first year I ain't play, but the, f- the last three I played, I actually played three. Yeah, so what's his stats looking like? I was more like 12, 13. I wasn't, I, I wasn't no big twenty point scorer. Right, I mean, you, I, you, I nigga that, you get you a little, you get your three point. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now I, I defend the ball well, though. Like <laughs> I definitely locks up, so that that wasn't like a big issue. Like mm-hmm. I locks that I do. You, you still locks up? 
Nah, I don't play ball no more, man. I just, I just, nah, man, I'm just chilling, man. I just, I let, I, I let my craft. Yeah, yeah, I let, I let my craft, I let my craft do it. Right. So I feel like, I feel like every, every New York City nigga reach a point in life where it's like you get to high school, you on a ball team, you playing ball, and then you realize, yo, I'm not about to make it to the league. Yeah, and it, at that, I wasn't really about the league for me. It was just like just something to do. Yeah, something to do. Like I, I know, I, I know, I ain't gonna do the league. Like what I see, how I see it now, I ain't look at it then. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna just do high school, college. I ain't trying to do that. So <laughs> I graduated from high school. It was like, yeah, had my oldest son. There. I was like, it's over. Let me give me a job, and and then the announcement started. Right, but before, so before, before we get to that, who who were some of the biggest ball players in the in the, in the city around that time? Uh, Russell Robinson, he went to Rice. Mm-hmm. He was like one of the biggest ones in high school. Uh, Momo Jones, it was kind of big when he was coming up. We didn't really have that many like elite elite ball players where I was from in Harlem. So, but like around the area, yeah, it was like those two, basically like the the leading ones. Mm-hmm. I mean, who, who was the best high school run that time? Who, who was winning? Oh, Rice was the best high school at that time. Strictly Rice. Yeah, they had the. So there was no Christ the King ball, and there was no. They, they, they was it, but they wasn't like Rice. Rice, Rice. Rice was like winning state championships every year. Yo, how did how did Rice even manage to fall off? I know they ended up closing. A couple they ended up closing, right? I guess, finances. I don't know. I mean, I don't get in that part, but right. they definitely had it popping for at, at for a point long. Time, yeah, 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 yeah. So, right. So you said you had your first time when you was in uh, high school. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, nah, nah. I had them at um nineteen. I graduate. Had him, I graduated 19, had him at to tell in the 19 right before I hit 20. Mm-hmm. So and you just said fuck college. Yeah, I, w- I wasn't planning on going to college anyway. I'm keep it stack. That's not a bad idea because I'm on a point now. I graduated college. I'm like, oh, funny shit. I'm not really sure why I did that. How? I, I, it was just a, probably the study part. Like I could have did the dorms and all that, but yo, I never studied. Yeah, that study. That study. I think the study would have been more like. I'm gonna be be able to do that and run and try to play ball and mm-hmm. run the run the holes. So I know <laughs> I can't do all that and then have my son. So it was time to lock in. I had to get get to some some type of bag. Like how, how did your how did your mentality switch, um, shift by the time you had your son? Well, uh, my parents. I watched my parents. They was together all my life, so mm-hmm. I I knew like I had to learn on the fly. So it wasn't hard to learn on the fly for me. Just got to get to it. I mean, every learn day. Learn as far as being a father. On the yeah, yeah, yeah. Learn. Yeah, I wasn't like nobody in my family had no, no, no kids, so I couldn't learn. Also, you was the first one to really first have a kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so so I, everybody was learning off you too. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was learning. I was running out. I was out the gate. So, so yeah, how right. did you like? For example, when you when you first had when you, when your son was born and <clears throat> when your son was born, were your parents helpful or did they have you do everything? No, no, they they was helpful, but they was not like feeding me. Like mm-hmm. you know, they they was like, yo, you gotta do it. Like if something I needed help with, they I mean they help put their hand out, but other than that, they're like, you know, you gotta do it on your own. It wasn't hard for me to do it on my own. I mean my co parenting worked, so right. it wasn't it wasn't big. Right, and what were your parents doing at the time? What were they working? Uh my mother used to work for the um city. The city so and my pops was doing like um corporate security, so they was always working and everybody was just grinding. Everybody what were you working at that time? Uh I was working I was working local too. I think I was working Domino's. Local. I just had I was, to get was, to the bag. Was it do- <laughs> domino shit to, like nah, it, it was it was good. It was it was good. The tips was good. A little make a little forty fifty a night, mm-hmm. a little five days, so you make about two, two something off the tips and then I mean I was just had to get to the bag. It was like no 
chill. I had to get to the top. So, so when did you find time to start announcing games and shit like that around this time? You said you said that was the time when announcing picked up for you, right? Yeah, yeah. When I, when I actually when I got serious, I was just like kicking it, and then my people had a tournament downtown in Amsterdam Projects. Mm-hmm. So we went down there, just you know what I mean, chipping up my man like yo. He know how to do games. Let him let him do a game. They ain't wanna let me do it. Like, ah. <laughs> so now eventually let me get on and did a game. They're like, yo, yo, come back. And then I just started so that was, picking that was up your, a little. That was your first yeah, that was game. my first my first ever. What was that what was the first game like? You remember it at all? Remember who was playing? You remember what, what that was like? Uh, maybe the home team was playing. But I just I just know I just knew I was like I knew I was good. Right. How did you how did you what made you what made you know you was good? Like how were you so certain that you was good right away? Because we used to do like we used to kick it in the park, you know. Had a crate out and it was just, I just I just I just had the feeling it was no. Also, anytime you I was in the park, just kicking it, you be the nigga on the mic. Just yeah, yeah. Me, it used to be me and some other. Actually, the other guy was better than me, but I just they was like, yo, just get on the mic now. It's like no problem. I wasn't scared to get on the mic. I was like, I'm gonna get on and, and do my thing. So mm-hmm. it actually it actually trickled around that time, and then another tournament wanted to mess with me. Which tournament was that? Uh, they was in the Bronx. That's my people's on um, Fat Cat and them um, over there. Walton, Creston, Morris. So they had like a little local joint. In. Actually, the local joints was a little better at that time for me. The local, why the local joints better? Because you get a smaller crowd and you More get the feel. I mean, everybody was able to get to know me, mm-hmm. uh, know my talent and stuff. I mean, it, it was like the bag I was. I ain't got a lot of bag I was getting. Was a decent bag for, <laughs> for like time, right? a little 40, 50 a game. Oh, well, I'm lit. <laughs> know what I mean, but just just to meet those people and like now still friends with them. Know what I mean, that was like game. yeah. So that was like my first two tournaments actually before I even got anywhere big. Those yeah, like the how first you, two. How old are you around this time? Like your early twenties type. Shit. Yeah, early twenties, probably twenty three, maybe twenty twenty four. So it's your early twenties. You finally start announcing games. Was it like while you were announcing games? Is it like a high that you get knowing that you got so much control over everybody and the way that they view in the game? Yeah, it, it, that was my basketball. That was that was my basketball announcing day games. Like I, I just felt like I ain't going to the league, but this is. This is this could take me, me get, yeah. This is me giving back right to those kids. So and that's why I started really taking it serious, and locking in. So, so you said you said that's when you start, really started taking it seriously. How much like when you say you started taking it seriously? How did everything shift for you? How did like? I mean, this all went like day day by day, like different tournaments. Like I got those two tournaments in one year, and then Tri-State came on like you know I went one time and like they shut me down it's like a little footage up mm-hmm. now on YouTube so they they shut me down and you know cracking jokes and all yeah, that type shit. yeah yeah so but I was like I was like I'm gonna be back I know I'm gonna be back right. and then Just actually shit on the chin and keep it pushing. yeah 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 after that basically at the at the end of that summer they was they was incorporating our um high school division mm-hmm. so that was the first high school division ever in the, in the city in the, like the last since about Oh wait! So prior to that, it was just strictly pro am. It was just pro am. Yeah, what type of players were coming to the park around that time? Uh, I ain't gonna lie, I I don't like watching games. I'm really not (laughs) calling it, but they they would. Um, that's when Nike was big in the city. So like all the um a butters, all those all the high profile Mm -hmm. street ball players would play. Those are the ones that really played. Like a lot of pro, like Jamal Tinsley or like that. Yeah, them they come through, but. 
And this was in, this was in Dykeman at the time. No, that was um Tri-State. 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 Tri-State had it. They had that big. They had that big run. Mm-hmm. They was with the Nike family, and they still now they still with Jordan, but that's like when it really picked up. So when did you when did you make the transition from Tri-State to Dykeman? Um, Dykeman like the last five years. The last five years. Yeah, oh, so yeah, the Dykeman's yeah. some new shit. For you. Yeah, yeah, fairly yeah, 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 fairly new. It ain't, 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 ain't like long as Tri-State. Tri-State, I did like a good three there, and then I did like the five, the last five. The last five at Dykeman. So, when you first started doing Dykeman, was Dykeman as big as it is now? Cause I remember at one at one point in time, Rucker Park was like was the was the mecca when it, as far as it came to like street basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rucker, street Rucker was big. Rucker was real big. Um, now nah, when I got the Dykeman, actually, I was just doing. They brought me in to just do high school. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I had to. I, I the road that I'm like high school. I know all these kids. So it was like the back of my hand. These are kids that these are kids that you watch grow up. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was like it was it wasn't easy to bring the high school. And make it marquee in Dykeman. Like it wasn't Dykeman wasn't big for high school. They was big for pro for pro Yeah. So. so the crowd ain't really. I feel like people ain't really adjust to the fact. Nah, that nah, nah. Was the first. It, how it, did you? How did you now in turn find a way to get everybody get back in back into it? It's just day by day. Like every day I went out, I'm like, yo, look out for this kid. Bah, 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 bah. And then we started bringing. We started like I used to make calls sometime or have friends make calls or bring this kid. You know, like Isaiah Briscoe was big then, and mm-hmm. like all those big high school players used to bring them. In. Jelly fan, yeah, yeah playing Washington that, players you know like I mean? that. So all those kids played in in the high school division. Well, actually, built it up and got it like to like elite. To what it is now? Because yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Because it's funny you say that. When I'm a, first time I actually ever went to Dayton was this past summer. I went to Dayton. I was first time I was there, and as I was there, it was a little nigga, probably like 14 years old, rolling his spliff, and he was I see on some shit. Like he was scouting everybody out. Telling me who's nice, who's not nice. It's like everybody at Dykeman understands the game so well to the point where it's like you can't pull up and not know what you're talking about. Yeah. You can't, you can't as as far as as far as a play on court, you can't pull up and expect to just have an off night and niggas not realize that. Like niggas is keeping tabs of you. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Like people are paying attention in the crowd. And that's why you got to give like good, good, good dialogues of certain people because some mm-hmm. people they sometimes I'll be going up and down the court and they asking me questions. <laughs> right. So I'll be like. I gotta have a gotta have like some information for mm-hmm. them. Or, I mean, majority of the time I got it for them, unless I'm like blurry, blurry minded. And but most of the time I got the information. I can answer them any question none any people ask. And then I just always feed stuff to the crowd so they can remember. It's like leave it like store memory just in case they see the kid on TV, right, right, or something down the line. So it, it was it actually worked out good like that type shit. So this past summer, who would you say are some of the best high school players that you saw this past summer indictment? This past summer, well, we had like um, we incorporated a slam event came. And yeah, I, I peeped. It. I, I said, yeah, I yeah. So they brought they brought like six different kids from different cities and country and I mean state, city and state. So that was that was like probably one of the biggest ones. But a lot of Jersey kids came in. Scotty Lewis, uh, Al, Cassius Stanley was there yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cassius Stanley, all all those kids. And believe it or not, like a lot of them actually know of my work so it wasn't hard I'm like I'm a fan of theirs but they're they a fan of mine fan of yeah. shit. so it was like it made it real easy to trans get the trans transition and everything mm-hmm. going with that would you say that was a humbling experience to see all these big names in, in high school basketball pull up mm-hmm. to Dykeman and know you and respect you were very fortunate yeah, to do like it. the knowing me part yeah but to have them pull up to Dykeman I knew I knew it was gonna happen anyway cause like I 
That's what I like. I birthed the high school indictment, mm-hmm. kind of like. I mean, they always had high school, but it wasn't like weird. Like it's like level, like level, level, level with, the, yeah, with the pro am. Yeah, right. so I was like, made sure like high school is like big. Like I would rather do high school than I do a pro game. Than than a pro game. I mean, because you never know what you're gonna get from the kids in high school. Right. So that's a fact. And and when you think about it, it's like. Pro M niggas move with a different type of swag to them. Like, yeah, because I mean, a majority of the pro ams, the ones that are getting paid or the ones that are just good, you know the spots they gonna take the ball to, they gonna get to. High school kid, you don't know. You just like every day because they, they don't do, even know themselves. No, no. They're they're erratic too. On, on, no, on I mean, the court. so you, you and the pro it, niggas it, trying to protect their body. Get, it gives me more career. life because I like I could kind of dictate like, all right, this kid's gonna have this type of. No, it ain't gonna be his day. It's gonna be somebody else's day, mm-hmm. and like the city and around the country, like they they gravitate to it. So it's basically for me, it's good because I get to I get to see I can see their progress, and every time they go out, it just make me happier. Right, right. So out of out of all of those kids you saw last summer, who would you say is the best? You still ain't give me that. You trying to dodge it? Because <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of them. <sighs> he, he don't want to play the political game. Yeah, yeah, I can't play the political. I ain't gonna lie. A lot of them. It depends. It depends on the setting. Mm-hmm. Like you know, if it's an all, if it's an all star game or if it's a playoff game, you might pick one or two kids. But to me, I think I just think all of them bring something different to the game, and mm-hmm. it just make. But I, I don't think I could pen to one. It'd be like right, he, he was the, the best. He's the best. He's the but uh, if, like if I was gonna say maybe the best for the summer, I would say um, Deshaun Davis. What high school you go to? He go to All Cell. He going to um, Senior Hall. Okay, okay. Shout out to him. Shout out to him. You looking for who you looking forward to see most on the next level? That's, college. Yeah, college. All of them. Anybody. Anybody. Anybody that got a scholarship, Division One, Two, Three, NAIA, I'm support them. Especially if they from my side and I mm-hmm. actually met them and know them, I support all the kids. So I know like uh, I only got two favorites and three. So now it's like a lot of a lot of my friends is in college now, mm-hmm. playing at the universities or D twos or whatever low mid majors. So I'm just happy to see all of them playing. That's love. That's love. I want to ask you about the, uh, the costumes. Where's the inspiration start for the costumes that you wear? Sometimes I want. I would just want to really. I want to do something different. Like it was, it was like um, some of my punchlines be like, ah, like I, I operate. So I'm mm-hmm. like, oh man, I'm about to just try to bring the doctor out. And I was like, started bringing like started, the doctor. Yeah, started yeah. like so stuff started. The whole Hulk. Yeah, shit. yeah, whole Hulk. Like so then the like towards the whole Hogan and all them, I wanted to start doing people like that's big in in they field of work like goats. We call them like goats like. Icons, mm-hmm. so that's how Hulk Hogan came up, and some of the other ones came up. Mike Jackson, mm-hmm. some of those came came about. Were you a big wrestling guy growing up? Shit, that's all. That's all. We was watching wrestling. We ain't really had. We couldn't really afford them. Um, uh, the those basketball channels right, right. and stuff like that. Only the ones that come on like. So how seven. would you keep up with the basketball? With the with the basketball going around? Not even going around the country. Go around the city. How would you know it was going around the city if you couldn't? If I couldn't afford those shit. Those channels for for what high school you mean? High school, or? Yeah, when you was younger for high school. For high school, but high school is like a skit, like a number. Everybody's like word of mouth, mouth. shit. Yeah, 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 yeah true, it was true. like more word of mouth. Like they ain't really have too many televised games high school like they do now. No, I mean like for example, like would y'all niggas um would y'all would y'all wake up the next morning and then go run to the newspaper to see who dropped? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like see back then, back then 
the newspaper was good because you'll see the stats in the newspaper. Mm -hmm. So you could kind of keep tabs on who had a good game last night. They used to have like the back of the sports page. Like you probably had like a straight rundown of like just like the top players in the top schools, the final scores. So mm -hmm. that was big. Like in the Daily News and the Post, they used to have that for the high school kids. So you could always check back there like, oh, this kid went off. This kid had this and that. So it was no really no big deal. That was like you could just open the paper for that. Oh, some calm shit. What about like what about keeping up with NBA and shit like that? Well, you know the parents always talked about it in the newspaper. Basically, the newspaper. It was I ain't gonna lie. I know my house. We ain't really had cable mm -hmm. at that at that young age. We ain't had cable. And then if we did, it was like the basic. Some, yeah, basic, basic, basic. wasn't really exclusive. Like you could watch. Like now you could watch East. You couldn't watch like Minnesota and none of them. Yo, I was telling somebody the other night. I'm like, yeah. no funny shit. The reason I feel like the reason why '90s niggas are so biased to Michael Jordan is because I could only see him play like eight times a season. We we can't see it. We couldn't afford it. The Michael who we we was in we wasn't in Chicago. Mm -hmm. We were seeing we, all we could see is really the Knicks, the Knicks, the Knicks, and the, the Nets. Nets, right? And the two times that the four times that he they, came over there, he dropped the thirty. So yeah, it's like so, this. Of course, I go think he the greatest nigga. Of course, I go always say yo, he's he's the greatest. Yeah, so it was like basically like that, like. Because like now it's like everything is social media. You pick up the phone, hit Google, you find whatever you want to know. That's a fact. You, you go on your Instagram feed, you see Bleach Report. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody so everybody, everybody, it's different now. Like you can't, I can't really compare then to now. Mm -hmm. What I could, what I bring to the table now, I think it was better than, better now than then. As far as what? Like it's like as far as my style, what I bring. Um, like my culture, like the swag I bring to the game, the energy I bring to the game, like I think it's different now compared to back then. I don't think nobody was like doing stuff like I'm doing costumes, like engagement, fan, fan engagement like that. I don't Do you think, think about guys that. like Joe Pope from, from Rucker and shit like that? You think they weren't, at, 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 shell, at their pinnacle, you think they weren't doing the things that you were doing now? They, you think they weren't doing that? No, nah, I never, I never, I never, I never, Copy, yeah. I never, I never compared or, or look at somebody like the next man. Like, oh, I gotta let me see what he doing, and I gotta do something. No, I just went and did my own thing, just like they do their own thing. I just wanted to be different. That's why I was bringing costumes. I do the costumes. I do all type of stuff. Anything to get like to get to the next level. I mm -hmm. did because they. They do like a lot of, they do jokes, they do stuff like that. I, right. I can't mimic like, that. They're, they're more like engaging with yeah, the Yeah, yeah, I can't, like, I can't, I can't mimic, I can't mimic that, because I ain't really no joke, I can't really character jokes. I yeah, can't mimic, <laughs> and I mean, I can't really mimic that from them guys, and they actually was good at it. So it was like, I, right, I'ma get better. And me and my partner, I mm -hmm. started like, yo, like, you just gotta be different. Like you gotta just figure it out, and I and that's why I always study. I always post like on my study hall right. just to just to get better and work on work on stuff I need to work on. When you were study hall, you studying other announcers, or you just studying like players? I, I, I ain't gonna be honest with you. I ain't be looking at no other announcers, man. I like I use I, how I study is off artists. I study off of some of my old film, like some of the artists that perform. I like Davies or whoever the whoever the artists I'm locked in. I look at them and see how they perform. Maybe I could add something to it or not just listen to them how they feed off the energy. But like I really don't look at another announcer like oh this is what I gotta work on. 
So you never look at another nuts and be like, yo, I, 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 he do that wavy or that's wavy. I like to emulate that. I like to try that. It's strictly just what you want. Yeah, it's strictly, I'm, strictly I what I'm working on. I, can, I can't, I, I can't, that. I can't work. I can't like, oh, that way. That's what he doing. I gotta get now. Them, they was good at what they do, and I know I'm good at what I do, but I could do everything good. <laughs> so I was like. All right, I'd rather do everything I'm doing good mm. instead of just trying to figure out what he doing good. I just work on it and try to be great. So there's really no, really no. That's how I just how, how my ass how I get it done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Were you? Were you, you? I'm not worried there. Of course you was there. You was there the day that uh, Safari performed the indictment. What was going through your mind when everybody started throwing? I ain't, gonna, I ain't gonna lie. I was sitting. I was sitting down because I just. I think I finished the game and he got on, and then uh, he just performed and it like. Like Dykeman got that crowd, it's tough. It's like hard to hard <laughs> niggas to not jacking you, they gonna yeah, let you yeah, know. Yeah, they're gonna let you know. And, but actually actually he was kinda he was kinda good until he went on another verse. Like, you know, like the first verse ain't nobody really paying attention to you. So <laughs> yeah. it don't sound bad, it's not bad. Right. But then now you're going for another verse and then the intro, they like, oh yeah, the crowd started. And then he said that little piece trying to talk crazy. Y'all fuck with bitches together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you yeah, can't talk that, like that. that. Extra shit. And then you just can't take the wolves. The wolves just start throwing stuff and I mean, they did it respectful, but they had to like let them know like you can't come through here and do that. But that that was like I think that was bad on his part because mm-hmm. like you're a professional like you've been booed at concerts right if somebody don't like you so you get booed in a park and then your music is more related to women and the park is like ninety percent men right you wasn't supposed to perform in the first place I mean that, that, that's probably that probably's not that's probably not his fault as much as it is the niggas no no probably probably it's like a, um. His team, like, yo, yo, exactly. good perform. Cause you know he, he kinda hot on a social media and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was he was he wasn't bad, like I'm saying, he wasn't bad the first verse or two. But when he started going into the chorus and then now people gotta listen, they like, uh, oh, we don't hear <laughs> So I mean he had to you know, he just had to protect his brand. Right. That's why he said what he said, and you know, the people gotta be protect the park. Yeah, the park, they park and Basically, you telling like you fuck more bitches than me, which you probably do, but like, you ain't gonna just tell us. <laughs> Niggas not trying to hear word. Niggas not trying to hear that. You can't expect to tell me that and me not react like, to so, this shit. It was it was actually good because I I knew what he was trying to do on his part more, like be defensive. He was trying to be more like oh, I gotta protect my brand, so right. I ain't gonna allow them to do this. They booing me, cameras is rolling, and that thing hit every social site. Like you said, yo, was, social media is so crazy now. Like the most something can happen in Arkansas. If that shit is crazy, everybody gonna see it. They post a nigga that. in India still saw that shit. Yeah, everywhere. That thing, that thing went viral. So you know, he actually had a piece with it on a Love and Hip Hop series and yeah, I did. it was I, cool I so that, he made, he, like good he shouting Dykeman out and I ain't, we ain't really got no hard feelings so mm-hmm. he just gotta he just gotta know how to protect his brand better facts facts what would you say is the most humbling part about the, um, all the love that you get in from um, being hosting games of Dykeman the humblest part the most humbling part about it cause to a certain extent it's like I feel like the way, from my perspective at least, especially when I'm going to games, it's like these kids look up to you, they reveal you. Like It's, it's sort of like you're a mentor to them, a big brother to them. I'm gonna be honest with you. I I just be happy for like, when they be like, yo, yo, oh, cha-chain, cha-chain, cha-chain. You know, they know my name. Like mm-hmm. That's like the biggest part through all. Like, I mean, just to be able to interact with them people. Because without them, I ain't like, 
I'm bad. I'm trash without right. Because if so, niggas not reacting to you to, nah. to, 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 to shit that you've seen, nah, it's, 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 it's nothing. You bad. No matter what in life, no matter what you're doing, and nobody, if you don't got no reaction, there's like, ah, is he good? But just that's the best. That's a humbling part. Like just to come in the park and walk around the city, like, oh, that's your chain right there. I get a picture. Yo, yo, what's up? What's up? What's up? Yo, I can get down to one of your events. So that's that's the best. Like the holler. How often people stop you in the street? <laughs> I might like, on a well, it's winter time. So I'm about to say it's winter now. In the summer, summertime, summer summertime, like every block maybe. <laughs> nigga was some every, every, yeah, every block or two in it. That that big for me. I ain't gonna lie, that's big for me for where I came from. Like to get love like that. Why was it big? Cause growing up, like we wasn't it. Like we wasn't like mm-hmm. I had to I had to earn earn everything I got. So it was like. I this is the this is this is my way of giving back to them kids or whoever whoever look up to me like yo even with your podcast somebody come like yo your podcast I heard your podcast is dope what you gonna say oh yeah yo I appreciate it. I appreciate it you never know who watching or right who you never know who listening facts and and so that that's the big part you be like oh dang you go home like oh shit niggas really looking at my joint and then you be surprised who actually viewing and looking and all type of stuff now you bring up a valid point when it comes to positive reinforcement I feel like oftentimes. When people don't realize people reacting to their shit, they get discouraged. Like we were talking about that earlier. Yeah, yeah, they, just, yeah. they just get discouraged and they don't want to do it anymore. How would you recommend, like, a young, let's, let's say a young nigga listen to this right now, somebody probably like 15 in high school. What advice would you give them for like staying the course and having that tunnel vision and sticking to what what it is, what they whatever they consider their craft to be, despite just, what anybody else is saying? Right? Just stick, just stick to it. I mean, even you going here, right? even if you hear it, you just gotta stay stay locked into what on your craft, whatever, whatever you're doing, basketball, announcing, uh, um, hosting, anything, all come down to just staying locked in because the moment you're not locked in and you start listening to other people, you're going to derail. Like, I just, that's why I just learned, like, stay locked in. Like, I got friends that's rappers, Jewels in them. Mm-hmm. You got to stay engaged with yourself. Right. So if you ain't engaged with yourself, it's like going to be, it's going to be a downhill, down the spiral. Yeah, diamond. So it's like she's got to stay locked in. If I tell any kid or even adults, like stay locked in, like because only you know how far you could go. Not right. Nobody really could know that. Only you. Right. Right. What would you say is next for Cha-Ching as far as announcing goes? Oh, I wanna, diamond, you got diamond on lock for a fact. You know that. You yeah, done, oh, I got this. I got this. It's, it's more. It's more city. You got the I got city. The city. <laughs> I got the city. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, I ain't yeah, 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 yeah. I got. The, I got the city. I got the city. Actually, what I want to do, like, I got a, like a window, maybe eighteen months. I want to. I want to tour a little bit. I want to give like some of those showcase events around the city. I mean, like around the country in different states. Like that different that New York feel. So mm-hmm. I'm working on. I was like in Australia in November. I was in Australia, you know, like so. I call it like my second home. I've been down here two times in a row, back to back years. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to hit like those type of spots and you know what I mean, just let it flow. But like New York, I don't really worry about New York. I just know I gotta come every day and perform. And perform. You gotta show up at this. Yeah, point. gotta. Yeah, basically, they like they, all right, it's a change, but. You gotta show up. Right. So that's why. I, that's why I'll be more eager to come and get there and show up. But other than that, I just want to like tour, probably do some TV analysts one day. Not even like, like maybe like they big events like the All Star event right, stuff right. like that. I don't think I. I don't think I'm locked in to be like sitting 
behind a podium right now. I, 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 I don't like think that. that's. I feel like that's gonna that's gonna phase out soon. Like the whole sitting behind a podium, like the whole style of play by play announcement. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. think that's about they about to be over that with that soon. No, I mean, but it, it's it's good for like if the game is to, like. But if it's like a like All Star Weekend, you got them dudes back there like. Have somebody out there standing up every now and then, or change like engage, switch it up. yeah, yeah, change engage, engage. So you know, I, I look at that I'm like ah, that could be. I think I could do it. I know I could do it, but you know, it's all about the opportunity. And I think if the opportunity presented itself, I don't think nobody's gonna be disappointed in in that work I'm gonna put. It's a fact. I agree with that. I think I think the NBA is a pretty progressive league, though. I feel like eventually, or not even eventually. It really depends on on who on who they're listening to. You know what I mean? Like it's like I feel like if somebody present the idea to them to switch up the format at All Star Weekend, for example, and let's say we want to have a, a sideline announcer walk on court with them and announce the game like that, I think they'll be open to testing this shit out because they realize that yo, New York is the mecca of basketball. That street ball culture in New York, that's how they rock in New York. Let's try it on this stage and see if yeah, it works. Yeah, but it's, it's more like those big. They already one one sided. They're already like yo, we just gonna do it this way, this way. Unless that change, I don't see it changing. But I, I think I'm, I think I'll be part of that change one day. Maybe not this year, maybe not next year. But trust me, like the, 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 yeah, the door, the door. Like that's all I'll say. That once I get one foot in, it's like it's over. It's over. Like, man, they see my work. Like <laughs> they see my the work speaks for itself. So you know, just work, just keep working. Not like you said, not get discouraged and get down on like opportunities I don't get. Mm -hmm. They give it to somebody else. Mm -hmm. I never hate or like, oh, why they give it to him? They could, I could do better. But even like even that. if it's not NBA, I could see I could see that happen on the NCAA level. Yeah, even, or, or even on the G League level. Like even with any level, like even like basically as far as like. Like those big, those big showcase tournaments, those three on threes, or the, or the fucking like shit called Elite Twenty Four, yeah, stuff like City that, City of Palms, yeah, yeah, classic, yeah, yeah, yeah like that. that, like that. I think it, it needed. Like I always wanted to do Elite Twenty Four because it used to be in Brooklyn so many years. That shit, they had. Remember, remember, remember the one year they had it in Brooklyn Bridge Park. They had the little yeah. makeshift park outside. That's what I'm saying. They had, they had it like the Mayo Moody and them boys. Yeah, like two, three years. You know, they, they get like the other announcers got the nods. I wasn't too mad, but I'm like. That. Well, I turn that thing up. TV mm -hmm. game, costume. That I'm just looking at the TV park. Right, I'm right. Like, it's millions gonna watch right, this. Right, right. And that's that's the biggest stage for you. And I mean, like you so, said, if you pull up with the showmanship, somebody's bound to look at that. That's what I'm saying. They're like, oh, who that? Like, no. But it's good that the other guy, the other people that got the crack at it. it they got the experience that, but I, I just need one crack. I look at it like this though. Being that you've seen other guys get that, you know it's attainable. Yeah, now like, you know they, you know they look you know somebody's like, watching. Like, even with the slam, even with the slam, the slam event we had, like the, get all those kids in into New York City for two nights. Mm -hmm. That was big. These kids coming from literally all over the country, and and they they like yo, we I need to come back. I like I, I talked to Cashes and all them kids, and I'm coming back. Mm -hmm. Even if I gotta do my own flight or something, because <laughs> that energy, that New it's York different. energy, you ain't gonna get. You're that not gonna find exactly. You're not about to find it anywhere else. On the West Coast, they don't play outside. Down south, it's a football. That's football what I said. Country. Football Midwest, they don't play outside. Mm -hmm. Only New York City really that street ball, that street ball feel. Really, no way. I was really niggas never had the struggle of, of of having bad knees from a young age because nah. of the concrete. No, nope. niggas been playing on hardwood. That's what I'm saying. Hardwood on hardwood. Like, so that's why, like Steph Curry, been playing on hardwood his whole life. But even to get those dumb people in there, just to get them in into the park, I would like go to another level with them because I get into like dialogue background on them. They ain't even like 
if it is Steph Curry, I like. I want to just be talking about the basic stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm going back junior high, <laughs> high school. So I, I like. I'm like a dictionary myself. Mm-hmm. Learning, learning the players. Like even if a kid come in, like I, Mike Matt coming in. I guarantee I know about at least 15 different things. Mike Matt Already might not did. even think did, but he might not think that announcer. Yeah, no, I know it right. because that's what I do. I, I study that. I sit on the computer like days, hours, just lock in like, yo, I'm gonna do this when I got the opportunity to do this, so I'm gonna do that. And it works for me. So I'm just, it's all flow for me now. It's all in that, like you, you took the words out of my mouth. Once you get to that state of flow, it's just like, yo. It's flow, but you, like one thing I tell people, even no matter what podcast, um, announcing, hosting, you got to show up every night. Like, because people that, that's viewing you, they go, he ain't show up tonight. He was so-so. Sometimes you get it. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, they be like, yo, Dave, you were so-so tonight. I'm like, You just know the, the tomorrow, next Tomorrow, tomorrow night? Oh, I was so-so last night? I right, here you go. Now, and they be like, oh, you locked in at night. <laughs> it's, it's good to get that feedback, like, right. you ain't locked in. You think somebody hating, like, what you mean I ain't locked in tonight? I go, some days I go, I probably wasn't locked in. Right. I got you tomorrow, though. Now, and then when you see him tomorrow, oh, I'm locked in now? Oh, yeah, you locked in now. So it's like sometimes different people challenge you when they say different things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You said you went to Australia two times in a row. It's like the yeah. second home for you. What tournaments were you covering out there in Australia, or were you just going like on, a, on a regular vacation type shit? No, no, no. I don't go anywhere. Anywhere I go, when I use that passport, it's for business. <laughs> if I ain't going to lie, it's for business. They had a, you don't um, believe in vacation? No, I ain't going to lie. Remember, I'm working all summer. The grind for me is big in the, like from May into like from from, from as soon as it gets spring, hot outside. Yeah, yeah. So spring, when the grind starts even like even indoor events. So I will say like spring, basically heading to like close to fall, like mm-hmm. beginning of fall, like September, October might be my last event. Right. That that event down there was big. That big like they did like. No, they was partnering up with Nike, so it was cool. But they had like one of these big, big events down there in Australia. It was like, <laughs> who threw the event? Oh, May, May, May back. He played. He played. Um, he used to live in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. He played. Um, Division One basketball. He played. Also, played overseas in Australia. Like the overseas player in Australia lives like NBA players in the states. Overseas players in Australia live like. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So when niggas go overseas, they live in like they, they live in as large as the NBA player houses. <laughs> Tons of girls if they wanted to, <laughs> right? Like, like the NBA players. So, so would you say basketball culture is big out there in Australia? Me is big in Australia. You know Ben Simmons know from there. Yeah, right. Ben Simmons, Kyrie was born in Australia too. Yeah, yeah. So about that. Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons, like the biggest, the biggest one. And they got like another kid, Dante Exum from the from the Jazz. Yeah, they from out there. And they got another high school kid. He going to college, but he from uh, he he go to Mount Verde, but he from Australia. So. Sitting yeah, on that. My be having the ballers. Yeah, That's so the same school that Ben Simmons went yeah, to. Yeah, so they all come from and Australia. Russell. And actually, I knew a, I met a young girl. She going to Marquette. Okay. She from Australia. She going to Marquette. So from the state. So over there, over there, basketball big to them. They coach over there. Like we was over there like three, four days. I ain't, I ain't gonna lie. I ain't want to come back. <laughs> how did they take you? How did they? How did they um, accept well, you? Well, the second year is easy. The first year was like, oh, let's see what these it's a little York different. Or you know, because it was never New York. They never had that style. So, but like, I, I took it was me and a guy, another host went down there, Mike Larry, and we just went down there, and rocked out, just like tore that joint up. They just like, yo, yeah, so, gotta come back. To they gotta show. come back. So we came back this year. 
for their second one, and it was shit was big. They joined had that joint rocking. Yeah, you said they was feeding you good out there. So what type of foods was y'all eating? I mean, they had regular regular restaurants, but their restaurants was a little different. But the food was basically the same, burgers and all that other stuff down there. It was basically the same, but just the culture alone, Australia culture is just. What about the different. culture that you like? Or what about the culture stood out to you? I should say. Everybody is everybody's respectful down there. Everybody acknowledge you as somebody. Not just like not some New York shit where everybody you all you know, focused on trying to yeah, go yeah, yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Everybody, everybody, everybody support everybody down there. I don't think it's too much bad blood down there. As far as I mean, maybe we stuff behind the scenes that we don't know. That we all know, right? Just from from my experience down there, like I could go down there. I don't mind. I could go down there two, three, four times a year. And niggas they embrace you and show love. What other countries you looking to go to besides Australia? For the, I'm t- talking strictly border, like to to to, uh, to to. So um, I mean, it's different spots in Australia, but I know it's another spot I want to go to Sydney because that's bigger. Yeah, I know Sydney. Sydney's a big city. Yeah, Sydney they had the Olympics in Sydney yeah, in yeah, like yeah, 2000. Yeah, yeah. Vince Carter had the crazy dunk. So, uh, oh man, just um, China. I, I was supposed to um, we was supposed to do China. I was supposed to do China actually this past year along with Australia, but I guess it fell through. Mm-hmm. So we're, I mean, most likely we'll try to pick it back up, I think, with um, Dykeman and the and, um, China national team and figure out, but that was another stop I was about to make. The, if, I just, if I could do like two countries a year and three, and three, three dope cities mm-hmm. or four dope cities a year, probably in the next year or two, I'd be, like, be good with that. And you got any dope cities in, in mind that you want to go to? I need to hit LA though, bad. Yo, I've never been to that to the West Coast. I'm so itching to go to LA. I need, I need to hit LA because LA got LA got the talent and definitely is hot. So, like LA. It's crazy Miami. though because niggas don't. I feel like niggas, niggas don't really use Venice Beach the way that we use Dykeman or we use Rucker or nothing like that. Like that shit is just there for the look. Yeah, it's just there. Remember before when they, they used to have the Elite Twenty Four there? Right. So yeah, kinda, they, it was, exactly. It was kind of. It was kind of like. Reserved for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was kind of big. So, but for, like, I want to do those. All, all them hot, hot, hot split paces. All. Mm-hmm. Cause I just feel like, like, should we, why not go work and enjoy some good weather? But right. Like Miami, I don't mind. I need to get there. Miami not really a basketball city though. It's warm, it, but not really. It's not really a it, basketball city. It ain't, city. but you know, like the right high school. AU programs and stuff like that, they could bring, like they got the talent right. there. So all you gotta do is have the kids. You're dead right, because once, once, like, I remember, for example, the Oakland Soldiers was big at one time. Yeah, they still big. Really? Yeah. They still I don't, really, I don't really hear about them the way nah. I used to when Aaron Gordon was on the oh, team. Oh, yeah, 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 but that, I mean, but they still, they still produce them hot. Some of the best talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, even, like, even if I partner with, like, some of those AU programs, you know, just get, just get the players. And just let me bring my my yeah, your my, team and, yeah, my, and my my couple of my guys and my energy down there, mm-hmm. and just turn turn the place up. That's what I really want to do in the, like the next maybe eighteen months. I just really want to talk more. Leave like you no. Know, I spoke to a couple of people at Big Three. 
So maybe maybe see how that worked for this year. That um, NBA Big Three they had nah, last year. So it's just small steps. And I just always keep always jot everything down. Stuff I need to, stuff I want to do, mm-hmm. and stuff that needs that like happen. That's something I got to work on myself too. I don't write nothing down. I, just, I try. Nah, to I ain't gonna lie, but I, I jot down so much, man. I just, like I only put it on paper, but I just you know put it in your notes. Yeah, your notes, something like that. Yeah, it's like yo, work this. Like if I come up with a line, I put it in the notes. It might, sometimes it don't sound sound like bullshit, but right. it's like it's, you best better off trying to shit. And, that's what I'm and saying. It sound like, like bullshit, then you not. Remember, if you say it five times, it might sound weak. Now you hit eight, nine. All it takes for somebody to say, "Oh, that that line." Not, fire. not, not a delivery difference. That's what I'm saying. Now right. it's like, all right, now I switch it up, bomb, bomb, bomb. Even with even when you you host, like, I right, if I do if I go there. It's more engaged and saying, all right, come here because you might not get nobody energy. But mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm, I'm on foot. I'm on, I take the train and that's what I do. I just like, I take the train events. Like, yo, I'll get you the car, but now nah, I, I just like to take the train sometimes because I like, just like to clear, energy. Yeah, yeah, clear my mind, get myself myself ready to walk in the park and, and just go crazy. Right, right. So being that it's wintertime right now, what have you been up to as far as, uh, as, far as hosting and as far as keeping, keeping well, it to the streets talent-wise? Oh, well, I'm always in, my my ass is always into the streets because now my son is a freshman in high school. So I got to I gotta be on top of like a, his grade and all mm-hmm. the grades a little older than him. But like um, I had like a um, promo, promo with this event like two weeks ago. Big, big promo and helped him out. And it was like big. It was real big for the city. It was down at Mount St. Michael. I was about to say at Mount St. Michael. I saw so that. that I just see that. That joint was like, that joint, the promo, the promo alone, I think that was like probably the best promo I think I did in a while. But just to get that program with my, um, that promo with my guy, Mike, um, Point Guard Project is another up and coming photographer and he do like video. Things of that nature. Yeah, so it was like, it wasn't hard to get that going. So we did that and like now I'm like, oh, now I'm doing promos. Like, oh yeah, so like if somebody need promo help for their event, mm-hmm. hit me, get make sure the numbers is right, because though that the free the free days is definitely over. <laughs> like, as long as the numbers is right. Said and, the free days yeah, is yeah, I mean, you over. might catch me on I ain't gonna lie, like I still it's still events you do for free. Right, just how to just how to level your heart type shit. You know what I mean? Or like, just cause some give backs and stuff like that, but like majority of it is like I gotta like I gotta feed my family, so I gotta, I gotta charge for mm-hmm. my worth. But other than that, like I'm doing promos, so I just want to switch, switch it up a little bit. Before I wasn't really doing promos like right. that. Right, stepped outside of your comfort zone. Yeah, yeah, a yeah. Bit. But that, that, it felt good. Like I felt like I was doing a hosting a game that day, and the people could, like Jim Pax, so and they like, oh, you doing a game? Nah, I just want to help out. That's the promo and shit. Yeah, I mean, home on, my promo that drink down, put right. two, three pictures up, post. And I mean, they like, all right, old Rich Chain, I'm gonna go in, so I'm definitely going. So going back to going back to the topic of uh, social media, influencer marketing is big now. You got a big influence on social media, so if you talk about the shit, niggas yeah. is gonna show yeah, up. Yeah, they gonna show up. They niggas is gonna so show up. So now it's like I can use that to my. I don't use it to my advantage all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, people yo, post this for me, I do it, but they know it. Like I'm evolved with it because I really keep reposting it. Yo, yo, make sure you pop out. I got this kid coming and this kid coming, so. That's the difference. Like I don't, I support everybody. So but yo, mm-hmm. post my event, I'll post it. But you'll know if I'm like locked in with promo and you see me keep posting it. And then you know I bet this is something that you involved yeah, in. Yeah, this is something I'm something evolving. Right. But I get my I get a credit always to the the people like 
the event. Like, yo, sure to support these people. Dope mm-hmm. event coming up. The promo crazy. I get everybody hyped. And, like, you're seeing that Mount St. Michael's was like, <laughs> pop. Right. Bottom to the top row, coaches, everything. So You ever thought about trying to announce high school basketball games like in this during season? You know, believe it or not, they don't think I could do those games. Why not? Because it's easier. For me, it's easier. But they just think, like, oh, he wants to stand on the court. I don't need to stand on the court. My, I got punchlines that gravitate to like made baskets and stuff like that. Like, give me three, they shoot a three point. That's something that translate exactly. Yeah, I mean, translate translate to regular games. Regular games. So it's like I don't need to be going, going play by play every possession. I could jump in and out with my big punchlines. But mm-hmm. I guess, I guess they. I mean, they'll see it going down the road. But I just be like, oh, why they don't see it now? Like. I mean, everybody not gonna see the vision. That's something I realized too. You gotta realize everybody not gonna see the vision. Yeah, they, ain't, they ain't gonna see the vision, but they know talent. They know what what a person is capable of. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you, sometimes they be like, "Oh, he, yo, I can change. He expensive. You don't know what I'm feeling today." I'm <laughs> right. Tell you, oh, you didn't I even ask you. me a price yet. That's talking about I'm expensive. So you don't know if it's, I'm expensive. What? So they don't know. They don't know. Like sometimes they hit me in the DM, yo. I was thinking about this, you think, and I answer everybody questions. They were like, oh, he answered questions. Like, I ain't sitting with my mailbox full of, <laughs> right. full of information and stuff like that. So it was like, I, I'm like, I'd be happy, like, all right, this is what you got to do today. This is what I got to do today. Now, I, th- I think the reason why niggas feel like that, or the reason why people might feel surprised that you respond is because a lot of influencers, like, you hit them and they'll get a high off of like having mad unread messages. Nah, I, don't, I need it. You know why? Because it might be that it might be that one kid that you might not you might like not need, but that kid might need a favor. And then boom. Make sure you know, two years down the line, three years down the line. Yo, yo, Chiching, remember you helped me out when I was and you put me in the big that big all-star event? Yo, I'm up donate. Where we 10 book bags or 10 pair of sneakers right. back to your event and yo, we gonna get it rocking like that right. like, oh word yeah 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 it's a good way so to look at it. Is it that's how I look at it like I always respond even you hit me quick DM I was like yo look I, even the request joints that say request in the corner I still right. open that's them the up shit too. I open them up but you don't know shit, that could be a, a fuck a f- like it might be a, a five million dollar deal sitting in your drink. That could be a tour right there. That's what I'm saying. Like, they could, oh, I got this long up and I, I ain't answering it for two weeks. And they're like, oh, you know what? We found something else. Right. So that's why when I saw your joint, I hit it right away. I answer everybody's joint. It might not be like as soon as they send it, but if I see it, as soon as I see it, I, I respond back as quick as I can. Right, right. Nah, I mean, it's, 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 it is what it is, though. Some people miss their opportunities or shit like that, but. It's important to continue to stay humble and just and, and just have yeah, that ton of vision I, and focus. That's that's why I kind of I kind of run my social media. Cause you know the moment you start letting somebody else run your social media, they don't look at they don't, they don't look at it as you. They, but they don't take yeah they don't take it seriously. Like, oh, I'm gonna get on I get on later. No, you need to be I need to I like to be signed in majority of the day to see what's going on. Right. So I might see a kid he go off. I know him. Yo, repost him. Yo, he had this and that. And, you know, get the little two, three hundred likes or whatever, mm-hmm. couple comments. Then the kid's like, oh, he reposted me? Yeah, that's all I do. Because <laughs> I know I know down the line, I'm going to benefit off of him just saying you're going to benefit off, off of me. Off you, right. 
So it's like fish. And, and fish it's, it's just much it's much easier to spread word now with social media. It's much easier to find out about kids now on social media. So it's like you gotta you gotta stay tuned to that. Even as much as even as much as people try to say, oh, I don't touch Instagram or I don't want to be on Instagram or, or Twitter and shit like that, you got you need that shit. It's like, a necessity now. I shut like you know, I get it. Sometimes I get in my feelings and I ain't dealing with that social media this week. I can't even go two, three days. <laughs> three days I have like <laughs> 30 comments, messages, right. just just going off two, three days. Two, three so days. just imagine trying to go a month, a week, something like some people can't reach me through a cell. They don't know they don't know right. connects mm-hmm. to get me get me on the phone. So they gotta reach me through there for me not to answer them and just to see what they talking about. It's crazy. Right, right. So so in closing, what's next for, for Dykeman? What's the next big step you want to take with Dykeman specifically? With Dykeman, I, I got I got a goal. I want to get on this video game. And be you involved. you want to be behind? The, want to, oh, I see you saying you want to get Dykeman into a video game. Well, they, they're, with they're, they're, they're already in the video game, NBA Live. But I want to I want my plan is to get my voice in it. It's kind of like halfway in the works, but I just mm. want to get my voice in the video game. I think I I think I think I think I think I might uh I think I might. Pass out like just to hit, just to be like, oh, I'm I'm really in the game. So that's that's just, just the biggest thing for and for Dykeman, for me personally, for Dykeman. But just to have um, this is year thirty coming around. I just want to do something real big for um, Kenny Steven, the um, director, and the whole staff. Like I'm gonna just like bug out like every every day. Tired or not, like I'm gonna bring friends. I'm gonna do going to stands. And, right, like, just bring another whole level because this is year 30 and you never know how long he want to run a, run a tournament you know so I'm just like this year 30 he gonna he gonna remember year 30 like it like it was the first like it was day, the first year word first year so that's what I'm gonna do and no you you hear about me you'll see about me I ain't the internet still move so long as long as I got the internet I can still grind and figure out Figure out my next step. That's a fact, and I'm, I'm gonna definitely be there. I'm gonna definitely be. I, I touched Dayton probably like two, three times last summer. Yeah. I'm gonna definitely be there this summer. Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah. Even, even if you come to two, three times, just like I'm gonna make sure like <laughs> those two, three times you there. Like it's, <laughs> I, I, it's these, these are good games. Nigga showed up. Some, 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 showed up for these two, yeah, three yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna. Um, like that's just my goal, like trying to make everybody feel like, all right, we like, oh, I could go to Dykeman every day. It's gonna be good. Mm-hmm. I just how to have that vision every time I go out. And that's about it. That's how you gotta do it. I definitely appreciate you coming on the pod, man. Appreciate it. You know that, man. Make sure you follow the guy, baby. You know the vibes. Chicken. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of the King Bentley Podcast. It was greatly appreciated. Make sure you continue to spread the word and um, share the podcast with your friends and neighbors and close family members and things of that nature. Don't forget to subscribe on the Apple Podcast app, on SoundCloud, on Spotify, and on Google Play. I'll catch y'all next week. That's it for the King Bentley Podcast.